It's coffee break. Yay, another Yay. week. Yeah. We did it. We, we survived. Somehow. We keep doing it. Yep, somehow. <laughs> keep making it back here again. <sighs> okay. Let's kick it off with crunch time. Yeah. What's this, this time, mm-hmm. there's not much information about this one. Okay. But it is one of my favorite candies in the world. Which one is it? It's called the Now and Later. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever actually had a Now and Later. <laughs> they're not popular, and they're often grouped... You know when Halloween comes around? Yep. Or any holiday, right? You get an assortment of candy bags. Yeah. And then you get those lower-end ones. They got, like, Smarties and Dum Dums. Yeah, it's kind of like the cheap, kind of chalky. Those, yeah, those older school kind of candies. Mm-hmm. Now and Later's found their way into that. What what is now what is a now and later? What's it uh, made of? <laughs> it's it's very much a taffy like substance. Gross. I I love I love <laughs> saltwater taffy. Real taffy's great, but yes. so often with these like processed company taffies. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> now here's the weird thing, and this is why it has its name. They they come in little colorful squares. And the mm-hmm. colors represent the flavors, right? Yeah. Just like all candies usually do. Yep, yep. They come in these, like, square things, and you open up the, like, wax paper. Mm-hmm. And inside is your nice hard piece, very hard, Yeah. of taffy. Because you're supposed to suck on it all day, aren't you? You're supposed to, yeah, have it in your mouth, and it will soften, and then you start chewing on it, mm-hmm. and then you ingest it. So you're having it now, and you will be having it later. Yes. Is the idea. <laughs> yes. Now, if you were to, uh, like, I've had old pieces of it. Yeah. Where it's dried out. Ew. <laughs> and you try to go in with your teeth, it shatters. Ooh, which one? Your teeth <laughs> or the candy? It can be very stressful for your teeth. There's a good reason why a lot of people don't like these. It's a young man's game. <laughs> I've always enjoyed them, and they actually have good flavors. What flavors? I only thought there was one. <laughs> now and later. <laughs> There's uh, twelve apparently. Twelve. <laughs> so it is an American-made candy made by Ferrera. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We ran into Ferrera earlier with something else. I think it was like. Jolly Ranchers? I think it was among the chocolate ones. Because when I think of Ferrera, I think of Ferrera Rocher, which is the, like, circular ones you get at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. That's like a, like a little ball of hazelnut goodness with chocolate yes. and nuts on top of it. <laughs> they used to be really expensive when we were kids, and now they're cheap. Now they're cheap as hell. <laughs> yeah, and they don't taste the same. No. <laughs> uh, all those holiday candies, by the way, mm-hmm. all of those, I'm not going to touch until the holidays show up. Cool. So if you guys are waiting for, you know, candy canes or candy don't corn, don't hold your breath. <laughs> give it a few months and then we will be talking about them. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like that was more appropriate mm-hmm. that you would learn about them during the season that you would have them. I guess it makes sense. Like I came across <laughs> Peeps and I was like, I hate Peeps and I'd love to talk about them. But I was like, well, we can wait till Easter. That's an Easter thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, colorful squares. Right, 12 flavors, uh, traditional and chewy. So I found this out, chewy varieties. I've never seen one. What is that? It's where it's not hard. It's just chew. So it's, it's just it's taffy. Ju- it's just a later. <laughs> yeah. There's no loud, no, there is no now. It's just later. <laughs> I mean, I guess that 
as someone who doesn't want to suck on their candy for hours on end, I guess that sounds more appealing to me. Mm-hmm. So, the name, you were able to deduce so much, right? Mm-hmm. And you're correct. I found this from a weird third-party site. The Wikipedia, if you look at it, it's very small. Mm-hmm. There's not much about this candy, like I said. Um, they were created in 1962 by the Phoenix Candy Company. Wow. Which was in New York. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just picked the name Phoenix because it sounded cool? <laughs> yeah, probably because of the mythical beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this website said, I thought was more better than and more elegantly put than what the Wikipedia said. And I quote, The name now and later was chosen to highlight the candy's unique texture. When initially consumed, the candy is firm and requires some chewing. However, as it warms up and softens in your mouth, it becomes easier to chew and enjoy the fruity flavors. The names, the candy's name also signifies the experience of savoring the taste of both immediately now and over time later. Very well worded, weird third-party website. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had a little post after that about like their own personal experience as a kid, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's not something here that I want to quote. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a candy. <laughs> it was nice to know that someone writing about this candy also enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went through a lot of weird things. To... The company got sold, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. To Leaf, to Nabisco, to Kraft. Kraft. Kraft macaroni and cheese, Kraft oh, singles. Okay. To the Frera, which is the candy company that you were talking about. Uh huh. Yeah. But it's gone through this whole thing. And then your flavors here are apple, banana, blue raspberry, cherry apple splits, cherry, grape, strawberry, tropical lemonade. I don't know what that means. <laughs> different than trop, different than regular lemonade. <laughs> yeah, tropical punch. I would just assume punch is just tropical. <laughs> Watermelon, wild fruits, and original. I'm, we're catching a real theme with all of our non-chocolate-related candies having very similar flavors to mm-hmm. each other. Uh, since I've never had an hour later, I cannot comment on the flavors of any of these. I didn't think it had flavors. <laughs> I can't believe you never had one. I mean, like, I don't know. I can't I... even visualize what it looks like. <laughs> it's literally... I'm picturing something similar to a Starburst. Yes, but longer. Okay. And flatter. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what that is. And they're kind of a pain in the ass they open. I might have had, like, one... Or two as a kid, but I, I, I would get didn't them, like them. <laughs> I would get them during Halloween night, mm-hmm. and it would be one of the first things I go for. Mm-hmm. You want one of the last things I would go for? Which one? The Twizzler. Save the Twizzler for last. I will talk about the Twizzler, but it's oh. a totally different story. That'll be a whole thing. And I'm going to tell you all about licorice. <laughs> so, so that was the now and later. Yeah, I, I know it's a weird one. I asked you a number. Remember I, that? I, yes. You, you apparently, gave me 23. You apparently have a list. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I'm marking them down so that I know that I'm not repeating them. Nice. Smart. <laughs> no. Smarties. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Okay. So this last weekend, 
Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out. Yeah. To no avail. No one no liked one it. No one liked definitely. it. Definitely. No one liked it. Everyone thought it was trash. It's definitely not booming in the box office. Nope. Uh, Zero fan art. Zero love. <laughs> I've seen nothing about it online. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the most concerning thing. It's like, the first one took the Academy Award from Pixar. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to talk about this one? I've... That's weird. So, or we're, we're done being sarcastic now. <laughs> Everything we've said was false. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, it seems amazing. Everyone loves it. it I'm excited to see it eventually. <laughs> That's a different Spider-Man series, by the way. Yeah. Which one? The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, everything looks great. I've read the story. I haven't watched it. Yeah, you just love spoiling things for yourself. I do, but... I can't imagine that watching this would have more of an impact than reading about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're really trying to do a twist, <laughs> a surprise. I know that this is definitely... It was originally supposed to be part one of two. Mm-hmm. And the third one is going to be the last one. Yeah. They took away the part idea. Makes and, sense. Yeah, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, okay. This makes sense. There is room for a third movie. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. It looks neat. It looks busy, but I've seen a lot of people saying that the art direction, it helps lead your eye. It doesn't distract from it. Yeah, it's but. supposed to be really nice. And the music's supposed to be off the charts. Mm-hmm. And you got all these different Spider-Mans who have different personalities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's very diverse. Yeah. Uh, cameo galore. I bet. So... It- with Spider-Man coming out, the Sony producers, it's Amy Pascal and Avery, or Avi Averid. I, I'm not going to know <laughs> their names. They, they've produced all the Spider-Man movies. Cool. <laughs> um, Amy was the one who asked Kevin Feige to help her mm-hmm. after Amazing Spider-Man failed. Ah, okay. And he played that weird trick on her where he's like, don't do this, let me use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avery's kind of known as the asshole who kind of forced their hand with Venom for Spider-Man 4. Mm, okay. The Tobey Maguire one. Anyways, they were talking about it. Uh, Tom Holland will have a fourth Spider-Man. Okay. It's delayed due to the writer's strike. Makes sense. Which is now 37 weeks strong? Weeks? No. Definitely not. Days? Yes. Days? Okay. Not weeks. There's only 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> They have not been striking for half of a year. <laughs> I don't know. They write it. Why would I not know? <laughs> um, they also said Spider-Woman is on her way, along with a live-action Miles Morales movie. That'll be cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were building towards it. I know they've been building towards it. And there's definitely a cameo in the new movie that kind of hints towards that building towards it. Nice. Nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I know what it, the hint is. Yes. I know the cameo. <laughs> well, I told you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've told you a lot of stuff. Yes. I don't mind spoilers too much. You know? <laughs> okay. I've gone a whole, my whole life trying to avoid spoilers for things, and I realized it's not worth the stress. <laughs> Just I... lear- learning the spoilers is perfectly fine. <laughs> I like knowing them. Yeah, I know you do. I, I like knowing, like, what I can anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not bigger on surprises. No, not even in a story. When that's the point. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. That that kind of bothers me. And then, especially when they're like surprise, haha, gotcha. 
Yeah, I do. And then I feel like an idiot. I do think Hollywood in general has overpopularized the gotcha, specifically with the villains. Mm-hmm. And now they focus more on making you be like, whoa, I never thought that person was the villain, rather than making an actually good villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially Disney and Pixar. <laughs> Massive layoffs. Mm-hmm. As of filming or recording this right now, uh, 75 employees from Pixar have been fired. Yeah. Including the director of Lightyear. It's because they got to make money and... for tax write-offs, right? That's what it is? There's another thing going on. What is it? Um, it's something we didn't talk about on Coffee Break, but you and I talked about personally. Hmm. That Disney themselves are going out and finding, like, Willow. Uh-huh. Remember, guys, we used to talk about Willow, that live-action series. Horrible. It went nowhere. Yeah. And instead of keeping it on the stream service, because people actually put in their time and effort to make this, mm-hmm. and it was completed. Yeah. There was a full season that you could have watched. Just and it's gone. Axed it. They just got rid of it. All of it. It's gone. Which you is, can't buy it. It's which is so weird. Like yeah, I know it was a flop, but I don't know. Surely someone would have wanted to preserve it at least for like archival sake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is very different than what Warner Brothers did with Batgirl because this is a completed finished product mm-hmm. that was. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. There will be a hy- hypothetical scenario here where we meet a younger group of people and they like Willow, the original, and they go, I wonder why they never did a sequel. Yeah. And then we could tell them all about the sequel, but we can never show it to them. Maybe one day eventually they'll release it again. I, I'm hoping somebody saved it. Yeah. But Hulu, also owned by Disney, mm-hmm. is doing the same thing. They're just clearing out this long catalog and just cutting away things damn which is just horrible to me even it's if it's okay next level chef is fine i think we're gonna do okay <laughs> it's a joke it's a bad <laughs> cooking show god it's fucking boring better than fucking food stars the new one gordon's doing oh Ugh. horrible two episodes in and i can already feel this flopping <laughs> okay last week mm-hmm. silent hill came back Yes. And gave us a little teaser. Yes. It was pretty cool. Silent Hill Ascension. Mm-hmm. The teaser doesn't show you much other than monsters and characters. Yeah, we have three main characters, it looks like. I think there's more than that. At least three main characters. Okay. At least from what I remember. <laughs> I was reading something on Twitter from one of the producers of the game. Mm-hmm. And he was explaining that I, I'm very confused because there's no announcement as to whether it's a game. I'm sure it's a game, like like a choose-your-own-adventure type game, like yeah, Telltale. Well, that, that was the idea, but yeah. is it going to be episodic and how do I get to it? Mm-hmm. But also, they were talking about 24-hour differences. Of what? So if you log in one day, you might not be able to play, but you can make decisions. Which I was like, that doesn't sound fun. That sounds weird. But if you make decisions, it takes 24 hours for them to take effect. I don't know. So now this game 
that no i wasn't really understanding and the more they kept talking i was like you're just muddying it i i don't know exactly what this is that's literally my problem with that i've been having with animal crossing i started a new game i've made a new island in animal crossing Mm -hmm. and it's like oh you've you've done the three things we can allow you to do today Come back again tomorrow. Stop playing your game entirely. Uh, unless you just change your internal clock. Yeah. And, and you then you can keep playing. You shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolute cheating. I, I'm glad to see Silent Hill back. I just don't get what this is. I feel like they're going to really, really screw, screw the themselves pooch. over on this one if yeah. they do this. But It's also Konami. So we kind of knew they were not good at what they do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have a history of driving away good people. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> uh, Yellow Jackets will have a bonus episode before season three. So right before or in between somewhere? Like. What, what are you talking about? Well, you say before the start of season three. Like yeah, a so... week before or some indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> it wasn't clear. Because of the writer strike. Oh, that, uh, yeah. But it sounded like it was going to be like a, a piece that you can watch to get you excited for three. Okay, because I was thinking of um, the bonus episode for Sandman that came out. Yes. But that was like two weeks after Sandman had aired. Mm-hmm. So it was just after. Yep. So. I'm still waiting on Sandman. Yeah, well, the writer strike. <laughs> Not much we can do. It should have been already written. I don't know. Everything's all halted and stuff. A lot of actors and stuff are also going on strike and whatever. For them. Mm-hmm. So if your main actor is sitting there striking, it's hard to, like, make your show. <laughs> uh, The Flash. Yeah? The, do I want to talk about The Flash right now? The movie? Yeah. It's so close to coming out, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What would you say about it that we haven't already talked about? <laughs> I know everything. Yeah, they've they've spoiled everything. They've re- revealed things on the internet. <laughs> it, it already said a lot of people are not going to like this one. No. When does it come out? Next the sixteenth. Yeah, next week. So very very soon, and we will we will get all of our answers then. <laughs> yep. Which, that 16th, uh, Garbage Eggs should hopefully be out. Nice. Cool. It will be about ranking Pokemon forms. Yay! Um, yeah, we'll talk more about that later. And, well, I guess we'll get to The Flash later, too. Yeah, The, <laughs> the Flash, the, all I can say is I don't want to give you guys spoilers, especially those who want to avoid them. Mm-hmm. But go watch the Korean trailer. That's what we watched this morning. Yeah. Apparently they reveal some stuff in that trailer. Well, it's right there at the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see it very clearly. And at the end, when he does his foot slide thing. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah. meets the other foot. Yep, yep, yeah. Whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yep, a lot of spoilers. It's gonna there. be a busy movie. It's gonna be, ugh, so busy. <laughs> There's so much going on. And so much left out. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can have so much going on and still not address the important parts that you needed to have in there. You know? <laughs> you know what kills me? Huh? And I will spoil this about the movie. Because as a fan of The Flash and as a podcast about nerddom, mm-hmm. I feel like I should address this. Eubard Thawne is not in this movie. Well, of course not. 
Black Adam wasn't going to be Shazam's bad guy. You expect any of the other Justice League people to actually get their villains in their movies? <laughs> yeah, also, okay. Black Adam. Mm-hmm. The Rock. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's not doing too good. Um, I can't believe his entire reputation just got tanked so suddenly. Like, he went from being like, yeah, we love that guy, he's cool, to actually, <coughs> no, that guy's an ass, and we don't like him anymore. <laughs> I was reading something, I was curious about Henry Cavill, mm -hmm. and somehow I got into The Witcher. It was like 3 in the morning, I was just on my phone, just playing around, right? Yep. And I was like, what really happened here? And there's not enough information for me to understand why he left The Witcher. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reports of them just not getting along and the yeah. writer's not actually giving a fuck about the source material. That's what I heard. But Because he's was... very passionate about the source material. Yes. But there was also another site that said that it wasn't the source material. It was because they weren't keeping close to the games. Well, I would And I was like, those the... are two different things. I Maybe... I would imagine the person reporting that might not know the difference between the source material and the games. Because if you ask a people, a lot of people don't know that The Witcher is a book, is a book series, <laughs> not a game series. <laughs> but... So, anyways, Henry Cavill playing G Geralt? 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 I don't remember. There was a way I used to say it, and then they said it differently in the show, and now I don't remember which was which. Yeah, the Witcher, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, he will be replaced with Liam... Liam... Himesworth. Liam Himesworth. <laughs> I was going to say Neeson. I was like, that would make no sense. <laughs> a very specific set of skills. Magic. <laughs> Come on. And it can do as I say. Come on, Roach. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to imitate him. I was just... Uh, Forgive me. Okay. <laughs> yes, in Roach. So, what were you saying about Henry Cavill? Oh, so Henry Cavill, do you remember? He came back as Superman? Yeah. And The Rock was like, I got him back. And they're taking shots of tequila. And that was weird. <laughs> and then he shows up in the movie at the end. And it's supposed to be this big fight. And that was also weird. And the DCEU <laughs> just collapsed. Because, like, that's not Superman's bad guy. <laughs> and He looks like Shazam. Well, I was kind of <laughs> curious. I was like, what happened to Henry Cavill? What happened to him? He went off to go talk to James Gunn and Peter Saffron. Nice. Who are the co-CEOs of DC right now. Mm -hmm. right? And they're going to helm the new DCU. Yeah. And after talks, I guess it came clear to both sides that... They don't need him as Superman anymore. He doesn't want to be Superman anymore? He doesn't want to be Superman. They don't need him. So they just... Yeah, let him do his own thing. Left. All he wants to do is sit around and play Warhammer 40k. <laughs> and that's his next big project. He is an executive producer, and he will star in the Warhammer film. Cool. Nice. I think it's going to be a series made by Amazon. Cool. Good for him. Yeah. He's just getting to do all his fun nerd things that he loves. Well, I just <laughs> thought it was weird. I was like, that's... At one point, this was the Man of Steel. Yeah. And <laughs> now he's gone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's always room for more to grow, to expand, <laughs> see whatever the next attempt at Superman will be, and whatnot. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. Superman Legacy. I'm more excited for whatever Henry Cavill is going to do next, because he's been doing just a lot of passion projects. Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. He's actually a really good actor. Yeah. And a fun one to be around. And he looks like a nice guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a yeah. giant buff nerd. Yeah. 
uh, the the rock uh-huh. on the other hand <sighs> egomaniac oh my god I, I i don't like this guy anymore no i really don't no i've changed my mind and it had to do with, he had his feud with Vin Diesel over Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And remember, Vin Diesel extended out a letter to him and said, come back, my brother. And, and The Rock had a whole pissy fit. Yep. And now he's in the movie. Yep. And he's going to do his whole own other. And they <laughs> announced he has his own spinoff with just him. Jason Statham's not part of it. It, it, was, it was when... Hey, Disney's like going through and systematically making, you know, live action remakes of their animated movies. Make mine, the one I'm in. I want that one because my career is not doing anything right now. So make the movie about mine. Your I, movie's I less than ten years old, but I'm Boyd and I want to be Maui again. <laughs> I don't like that he got recasted as Maui. No, I would have definitely cast like anybody else. Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I guess Dwayne has Maui's arrogance on lock, so we don't need to worry about that. True. Look. Okay, <laughs> back into the reviews. Mm-hmm. Master Chef season twelve. Yeah, it's it's going. We're still in the like four part long preliminary section, which has Every become common nowadays. Yep. <laughs> it's because they've separated it. They've arbitrarily separated it, like into sections of America. Which aren't yak it's not yeah. Aren't accurate. There's like the northwest no, this is the northeast, mid east, south, and then west. And west is like if you literally No, there's four. Yeah. You said five. I said northeast, mid east, south, and west. I almost said northwest, but that was wrong. No, it's the west, south Mm-hmm. Midwest and the Northeast. Yes. That's the way it's broken. It's dumb. Like ninety, like 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 sixty percent of the state of the states are categorized as the West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't see why, because if you look, oh, I agree with their selection of the West. That makes sense. Even even to the point to include Arizona. I don't see the point of why do this, because look at any other season of MasterChef, and everyone was already coming from many various states across the country. Well, do you remember Legends? <laughs> yeah. That was a big gimmick, where they brought back people who failed at MasterChef or MasterChef Junior mm-hmm. to compete. Yep, that was last season. What was the... I'm surprised we're still getting MasterChef. This show is older than 12 years. Yeah. I don't... I... In fact... I came across MasterChef Junior today, and there was no new episode. I was like, so we just forgot about this one? I think it's because a lot of, um, like, news stories came out that they were fake. Like, a lot of those kids were actors, and they were just being told to try baking things because they wanted to, at least in the first few seasons. Well, you want to talk about fake? Mm-hmm. We'll go back to Gordon's new show, which I wrote down as Star Chef. Yeah. Um, what'd you call it? Food Stars. Food Stars. It's such a non-title for for a show, especially a Gordon Ramsay show. <laughs> it's. It might be his worst show I've ever seen. It. He's the only host, and he really. And he doesn't host. No, he's barely. He doesn't even know what they're doing. He has to hear them recounting 
the events of the day yeah. to make his judgment of who to eliminate. It's got an amalgamation of food truck wars. Yeah. Which is a fun show on its own. Mm -hmm. If you ever have a dream of having a food truck or you ever thought about fantasizing, go watch it. It's actually really fun. It is. It can yeah. be very fun. It, okay. It's a very fun little competition, and it's not as crazy as any of Gordon's shows. Also, Gordon's shows, they're getting so stupid. Like... It's unnecessary to show up on a helicopter, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, in this one, you're all doing a really big charity event in Vegas. It's like, yeah, as if whoever wins this season is going to be doing charity events in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. This is so irrelevant. <laughs> the, the biggest problem I have with it hmm. is sound design. Mm-hmm. It's and so weird. And we will get to how good sound design can be. Yes. Yes. We will talk about we a classic. We will be getting to it. <laughs> but this, the absence of sound, mm -hmm. is not okay. No. It's, it, it's horrible. I don't understand. And when there is music and stuff, it's often like as loud as the people talking. Yep. It's so weird. It's, it doesn't make sense. It has the feeling and the, the guncture. That's not a word. Gumsher? Gumption? Gumption? Yes. Of MasterChef? Yeah. While still being Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I think another thing they did poorly was they... Okay, so in the first episode, he split everyone into three teams. And then in the second episode, he re-split everyone into two teams. And so now I can't keep track of who's who. Yeah. I mean, there's like 20-odd 20, 20 people... I could kind of remember them when they were in a team together and mm -hmm. they had a dynamic going, but he re rearranged the teams. Yep. And I just can't keep that, up with who's that, who. That's <laughs> definitely another problem. Even with Next Level Chef, you do get to spend time with these chefs, mm -hmm. these characters, and you get to learn for them. And as a producer, when you're creating a show like this, you want to create character arcs so that your audience can relate to them better. Yeah. And that would drive them to come back and watch it. Yeah, whether it's an episodic character arc yep. or a several episode or a whole season long. Like, I've talked about one of the greatest things from MasterChef. Hmm. Um, season four winner. Luca. Luca. <laughs> you guys don't have to watch it. I'll just tell you right here. At the beginning of episode or season three, mm -hmm. they have their preliminary rounds and chefs from all over cook. And not all of them are accepted. One of them is this kid, Luca, from mm -hmm. Italy. Yeah. Gordon goes, you're not good enough to go this year. Come back next year. And he goes, I will. Season four begins. Luca shows up again. Yeah. He cooks. And Gordon goes, you're ready. Mm -hmm. Luca goes halfway through that whole competition. He starts to really mess up. He gets like a real rough patch yeah, in the middle of it. It's a bad rough patch. Like he gets like up for elimination. elimination like multiple times. Yep. Yeah. And there's a moment where he goes, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to get better. Mm-hmm. Takes the whole fucking thing. Yeah. He won the whole thing. He is season four's winner. Mm-hmm. That's a two-year story arc that you have to go through. But it's a good but, one. But that... That's how you do it. I know they're doing it with here with food stars. And like, not only can I not even remember who any of these people are, but the ones who are beefing with each other changed from episode to episode. Mm -hmm. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. And here's like the weirdest thing is like they all are semi 
popular business owners. Like, they all own successful restaurants and things already. So, like, yeah. and they all have a specialty that they do. Mm-hmm. Like, in the first episode, there was a dude who did crepes and coffee, and then they... Yeah, they, they have no... And then they told him to make burgers. <laughs> and I'm like, because that's part of the fun with food truck wars, is because they're different food trucks, they have, like, specialties to them. Yeah, they're teams of three, so and they're then, usually with family members. So then you can, like, kind of remember, oh, they're, they're the ones who do the wings. Oh, that's the one who does the vegetarian food truck. Yep. You can kind of keep up with it. But here it's like, I know one of you does something with, like, burgers or some shit, but I don't know which one it, it is. You know what the <laughs> coolest thing about food truck wars, about that difference in culinary, hmm. is sometimes... The vegetarians, right, mm-hmm. in this scenario, will team up with, like, the burger truck. Because yeah. they know, hey, we don't have vegetarian options. And they're like, hey, we don't have meat options. And then they'll meet together. Okay. And they just... Do it like a wombo combo yeah, together. And now the whole family can eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, that's, that's a competition. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That They're not forced by the producers or uh, Tyler... To tell them to do this, yeah, they come up with these ideas on their own. Hell, I feel like Tyler barely is involved. <laughs> like he calls them and he talks to them. He at does the very of the much end. what Gordon's doing in this new show. And it's weird because even with this new show, it still feels like Gordon is trying. It feels like Gordon wants it all to be the Gordon show. Yeah, but he's stuck being a host, and it can't be just about him doing things all the time, because no one watched that show. <laughs> I miss Helen Wheels. I thought Helen Wheels was boring. And Hotel Hell. I thought they were both boring. I don't want to see Gordon pretend to be a therapist. Because like, he shows up to a place and he, oh, he yeah. sits there and points to the things that's going wrong. And then by like the halfway point, everyone's in there crying and breaking down. It's like, oh, it's because my father died and, and I haven't blah, blah, blah. And he has to like therapy them back to their feet. And then we act like everything's going to be all fine and dandy by the end of the episode. And they'll magically turn and it all around. Credits roll, and then there's that white font that says, like, six months later, they closed down. Yeah. To insufficient funds. <laughs> they went back to their old ways, and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> all that all that really pushing the limits to make it look like the happy ending was not enough to actually make it a reality. <laughs> yep. Okay. American-born Chinese. We got halfway through it. Yes. What'd you think? I, it's, it's on Disney. I really love it. I think it's so fun and creative. It's based off of a comic, I believe. Yep. Based and on the Journey to the West. Yeah. Classic character of Sun Wukong, as, and it's just fun. I like all of the prosthetics. Like, the, the makeup looks... Like, Pigsy showed up, which was awesome. So he called him Pigsy, and so like we knew that was the Is character. Is that the guy he fights in the kitchen? Yes. Yeah. And then he his hat falls off, and you see it's a pig man. And that was dope. And then Sandy showed up, and I knew it was going to be Sandy, because they were hanging out with Pigsy and Goku, so of course it's going to be Sandy. And, ugh, so fun. (laughs) If you love the story, there's a lot to love here. It's also just a charming coming-of-age story. Yeah, (laughs) basically, uh, Sun Wukong has a son who's defiant of him. Mm Mm-hmm. And goes off to find the fourth seal. Yeah. And to find his human protector, because Sun Wukong has the priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I looked him up, the monk. He had he has a name. I don't remember it. <laughs> it's like the 
The others got cutesy nicknames, Pigsy and Sandy. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> the monk is like the big guy yeah. <laughs> that he's supposed to protect. His son kind of finds a human who's an American-born Chinese kid mm-hmm. who's in high school. There's a lot of touching on like the subtle racism people yep. have to deal with. Yep. Like <clears throat> There was a part where they're in a bowling alley and like they're just talking to each other and some white girl comes up and she just goes, Ni hao. And they look at her and she's like, that's hello in Chinese. And they're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> and she's like, I'm being accommodating. Like she sat there and thought, oh, th- th- this is what you should do. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, oof. Like if those kind of things are like make you cringe, don't watch the show because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of calling Jin, Jim. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're getting his name wrong. Yep. Uh, created by the guy who directed Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying it. Yeah. I had to walk away to cook some stuff. Yeah. Um, also, there was an episode entirely in Mandarin. Yep. And when when you're... That was so weird. When you're drinking a little bit, it gets hard to keep up with subtitles sometimes. So It wasn't, it wasn't the drinking. It was just going from English-Chinese uh-huh. to just straight-up full-on Mandarin. And if you ever seen Mandarin film, which they do a great job of cap captivating you. yeah like encapsulating especially like 70s yeah. era <laughs> of china and their their filmography mm-hmm. which i i love i i've watched a lot of that stuff and i'm like this is really beautiful and it's well done like, and they have great dialogue ice fantasy and accessing uh stephen chow's stephen chow's whole, whole work. work god i love his work <laughs> but it was just so jarring because mm-hmm. i'm like that's not what i was expecting but that that didn't turn me off i did enjoy it. Yeah. It was just weird seeing Wukong go into strip clubs. It wasn't a strip club. It was... It was quintessentially no, a strip club. No, 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 It was different. It was like a, it was like a fancy party for like higher up demigods and whatever. Yeah, for the, the Buddhist monks. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the holier than thou. Yep, yep, yep. Um, go check it out. It's if also you... uh, hilarious. Specifically, I don't remember her name. God, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her character's name either. She's like the goddess of generosity. Mercy. Is that her name? No, she's the goddess of mercy. Oh. She's the main character. Uh, From Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yep. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, she, God. Deborah. Um, uh, no, I'm not even trying. She cracks me up. Her character, hilarious. There's one part where she was like going through and organizing things, and she had a keep pile and a throwaway pile. And then they have like a little conversation with each other, and then he sits down to help her with her with her key pile and throwaway pile thing, and he picks up this like tub filled with like soy sauce packets, and he's like, "You want me just to throw this away?" And she goes, "Hey, yeah, what are you crazy?" And then like hard cuts to like the opening credits, and I was like, <laughs> "They just sent me for days." <laughs> I'm gonna agree with her. You keep that stuff. That's true. <laughs> You never know when you need a toss pack of soy sauce packet. You know what I mean? And yes, I do shred through soy sauce packets. Yes. I will drink soy sauce. Just doing shots of them. Nothing's more fun than when you go out for sushi and you mix wasabi into your soy sauce cup. And then at the end, you do the shot of your wasabi soy sauce combo to finish off the meal. I'm glad you made that public. Um, That is something that I've shown you that I do. Yeah. And I like it as a finisher because it's a nice way to clean the palate. Mm-hmm. 
you're not supposed to do that. Well, you should. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun challenge. It's, it's also, yeah, the wasabi right down the nose. Oof. As someone who hated wasabi growing up, I get to appreciate it now. I still hate ginger, though. I just can't get into ginger. I've tried. <laughs> okay. That, I mean, you're lost. Uh, more for you. <laughs> My game. <laughs> HBO Warner Brothers. Two big ones. End it off. And a third special one here. Yes. Uh, Plus... A very old movie. Yeah. This is our HBO so section. <laughs> how do you want to approach? Let's start with the two shows that finished off this okay. week. This last week. Okay. Two really big ones. Well renowned. Highly critically well, praised. This this last week we lost four big shows. Yeah. Two of them. Secession. Yes. And Barry. Yes. And Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, that ended. We never, Amazon. we never watched it, we but never it watched was it. big. It we... was big. Uh, don't care. Um, and Ted Lasso, yeah. which we never finished off. We didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous about the third season because I don't think it's going to be as good as the first two. I don't think you can wrap that up in one season. No, but I guess we have to watch it and wait and see. We have to renew our Apple Plus subscription. Yeah, we got more dinosaurs to watch. And and, and I want to rewatch um, Severance. Severance. <laughs> I really liked Severance. Your obsession with Severance is bizarre. It's so good. I just like it fascinated me, and I just want to see it again to okay. see if there's anything else I can catch. Because <laughs> now that I know the mystery, well, kind of. I know a certain step you at the end. Don't know the mystery. I know a certain part. I don't of... even think the writers know the mystery. <laughs> that might be true. But also, Ben Stiller's directing so good, <laughs> and I want to study it some more. <laughs> That's a weird thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller is a great director. We get to the end of that first episode, that emotional roller coaster of Severance's first episode, and then just directed by Ben Stiller. And you and I just looked at each other like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was not who I was expecting. Uh, but no, Succession and Barry ended okay. on HBO this week, this last week. Yes. You were more of Succession's fan. I only kind of caught the last few episodes here and there. What are your thoughts on the ending of it? It's hard to understand. Mm -hmm. It's something that I've been talking about. And it's not just me. Um, for an average viewer who's not into those kind of acquisition mergers, the stock market, the... Yeah, they a lot of, the, po the, like, jargon. <laughs> the, the Fortune 500 companies, the... Yep, yep. The inner national trade communion there's a lot of this stuff it, they are yuppies yes they are strongly yuppies they are brats through and through yes <laughs> the way it ended made sense to me mm -hmm. all three of them do not get the throne and i use that term very specifically because mm -hmm. i'm not the only one who saw it there yeah Tom Wamgins, yes, who is Shiv's husband, uh -huh. who at one point, Shiv tells him, I'm pregnant with your kid. He goes, I don't fucking care. Because now he is one of the most evil bad guys, is the fucking winner. Also, because by that Cousin point... Cousin Greg squeezed by. Which is good. Good for him. He deserves it. Cousin Greg was a good guy. <laughs> what are they known as? The, the garbage boys or whatever? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... 
Cor- that is literally a mockery of corporate bullshit in America. Also, the thing with Tom, it's because it, Shiv wasn't keeping the baby because she wanted a baby. She did it specifically so now she could have leverage over him, yeah. which is a scummy reason to have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he knows that. And he knows there's no real emotional attachment to both her and this hypothetical child that they might end up having. <laughs> who, who, who's their uh, older brother? Connor? No, not Connor. Kendall? Kendall. Yeah. Kendall's ex-wife took the kids and ran away from him. Yeah. Because they're Just bad before people. the end. And he was <laughs> angry. Yeah. And he's like, why can't I spend time with my kids? And she's like, you don't understand. And it's like, dude... Like, the whole second season, you were suicidal and a drug addict. Also, you know what this job does with parents and their children. Mm-hmm. They hated and resented their father, and then he's sitting there going, why can't I see my kids? Like, you're, like he's not doing anything different than his father was doing. Like and he's it, not trying to be exactly what his dad was. It, you know the weirdest part of it? Hmm. The whole ending is, well, the company goes off and names their new CEO and they do this whole acquisition merger thing Mm -hmm. and it goes successfully. The three siblings are in their parents and their dad's house, right? Mm -hmm. And they're just making like dinner and just sitting on the counter drinking wine and talking to each other like normal people Mm. having fun. And that's where it ends. Well, maybe that's what they really needed. Was to not be those higher up because clearly they had they they were born to be rich kids they were yep. not born to be in charge of companies like this no and that's that's why their dad Logan mm-hmm. was like y- you can't do this yeah. you're not capable of doing it now people brought it up and when I was watching it I noticed it too mm-hmm. it mirrors another HBO series which one. The Sopranos. I'm just kidding. It's still Game of Thrones. <laughs> the one you not you really don't expect to I heard get a, the Iron Throne. I heard a theory <laughs> before the finale of uh, Secession came out, mm-hmm. where it ends with the three of them in a diner. It just fades <laughs> out. This is cuts to black for a weirdly too long amount of time. <laughs> I, I was dying on the inside, but yeah, it's Game of Thrones, where everybody who you think deserves it doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the fucking cripple. And you can't... Don't say it like that. <laughs> don't, don't say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> my dude didn't make it. Which dude? Oh, Jon Snow. <laughs> I named my dog after him. Um, But, like, you sit there and you think about it. And you're like, you know what? No, that, that does make sense. He it is, does. It is, he is the actual best choice to go with. <laughs> oh, Jon? Um, no. <laughs> Bronn. <laughs> oh, Bronn, yeah. The one who actually got the throne, yes. Well, that Bronn does has, make... like, weird magical powers, but, yeah, it's that it's that ending council mm-hmm. where Bronn does win, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, Peter Dinklage's character. Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah. And he's sitting there with an onion knight, and uh, I think, no, the hound's dead. Brienne's there. Brienne. He's got... Those who actually survived. Mm-hmm. I think the dude with the magic flame sword is there. No, he's not. Okay. It's hard to remember. <laughs> that character comes and goes. He's very finicky. There's a weird... I still cannot <laughs> explain that. I, I love it. It's such a fascinating element to throw into the middle of the story. <laughs> the one true god, his flame ignites. Like actual magic. <laughs> and then comes and goes. <laughs> Anyways, um, he sits there and tells the story of the honeycomb... And the donkey in the brothel. Mm-hmm. 
The one that he was always teasing to tell. Yeah. Yep. And that's where it ends. Yeah. And it's like, I guess that would be how it would realistically end. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Not everything. It's not always the fairy tale ending. It's the ending that does actually make the most sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's the way Succession ended. Um, I had no tears. I had no problems. It just, it made sense to me. I was like, okay. The next one. Barry. The, the, the assassin hitman who wanted to be an actor. I'm going to be honest. Yes. I try not to think about this one. Yeah. I've been thinking about it, and I don't like it. Yeah, see, that, that, I knew it. <laughs> because I was thinking, when Fuchs comes in, and he has Barry's son, John. Yeah. And he takes John from NoHo. Yeah, he pulls them out of the building where all the firing had happened (laughs) and his whole thing fuchs's whole thing was to kill barry and get revenge for it yeah and barry being a disheveled old man Mm -hmm. coming out just loaded with guns but i don't know if you noticed he really can't carry all that no he was struggling to move it's when he got in the car and he like struggling to get in the car he's not that cool hitman that we knew him as Mm mm-hmm He's just the old guy. He walked into a Walmart and just said guns, and then he walked out with a bunch of guns. Well, why would he care? <laughs> yeah, at that point. <laughs> um, anyways, Fuchs hands off John, and Barry and John unite. And he looks... Barry and Fuchs looks at each other, and Fuchs acknowledges it, just... kind of with a smile, and then disappears into the night and that's the end we ever see that character yeah i don't like the ending for any of the characters it's weird isn't it i didn't i just didn't like it i didn't like the fact that the last what four episodes is a time skip like a 10 seven year long time skip we didn't explain a lot of shit in there like barry and sally stay together and i I don't understand why she would want to stay with him even if she thought she was going to get accused of murder which I don't think she was going to. <laughs> I think it's because she's a weak individual. Yeah, maybe. Just needed someone to rely on her, and he was the only person who was obsessed with her to that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, he would kill for her. Yeah, he did. Many times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I It didn't... It. I don't know. I didn't like it. I get it, but I didn't like it. I felt like they... Mm. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I would have preferred. Yeah. So. I didn't expect Barry to go out like that. At least it's over. I will say that. I'm. No, I'm, no, no, no. It's over for now. Uh, yeah. Wait until we get John. <laughs> we made you made that John Wiki Wick. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I think I think if they were to come back like ten years later from now mm-hmm. and tell the story of John. Yeah. It totally could work. What's Barry's last name? Berkman. Yeah, so it would be John Berk- Berkman. It might just be called Berkman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he would just be Barry all over again. Mm-hmm. Which could be fun. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what other people say about it. I was also bummed that Noho died. Yeah, but... He, he, he was died su- in a fitting way. He was supposed to die in season one. And the actor was just too fun so they kept Noho Hank around. Were they really trying to kill him yeah. first? All of the Russians were supposed to die at the end of the first season. And uh, they just liked Noho way too much. He's and so a... they decided to keep him alive. <laughs> He's not a Russian. Well, the Chechnyans. 
what are it's Chechnyans. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Barry did go in and just murder a ton of people. His kill count in that whole series is amazing. Yes. He doesn't kill anyone in the last season. No. No, he did in the beginning parts. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, oh, did he? Killed. No. He doesn't kill anyone in the last season. He doesn't even fight back to the guards. No. He, he's really just done with the whole thing. Um, there is no forgiving Jeff. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Shout out to the three people who's going to remember what that's in reference to. <laughs> it weirdly means a lot to me. Yeah. You quote it a lot, surprisingly. <laughs> I think there's a reason why. Um, another thing Warner Bros. did, HBO, was a hundred years worth of... Guys, guys, Warner Brothers, guys, <laughs> four-hour-long documentary. Guys, have you seen this one? <laughs> have you fucking seen this one? If you are huge into filmography mm-hmm. and the history of cinema, yeah. or you want a goddamn good story to hear that is true and real, uh-huh. it is worth all four hours. And trust me, it's a roller coaster. It is. I guarantee and, if you're in film school, they will start showing this. Yes. It'll be a week long, but it, it'll be worth it because it's fun. And <laughs> the best part, Morgan Freeman narrates it. Yeah. <laughs> and they start all the way in the 1940s? No, no, no. 30s? I was thinking like 1910s like the, when the Warner Brothers started building it. The, the real original he was Warner Brothers. The, the Stephagram? Yeah, the thing that the thing that lines up audio and video, one of the Warner Brothers yes. was like helming that. And that film took, God, it was like two hundred thousand dollars in that time. Yeah, which was a lot <laughs> for our time. <laughs> which is like twenty million. <laughs> he was basically trying to be George Lucas before Lucas was ever around. And he nailed it. It worked. Yeah. And they got that, huge dividends. <laughs> that was the big thing: is talkies. Mm-hmm. They're called talkies. What we watch are called talkies. Yes, technically. Because Black and White didn't have that. Yep. And uh, and he figured it out. One of the Warners figured it out. I was thinking of, I was thinking a lot about the Warner Brothers. Because mm-hmm. there's four brothers. Yeah. And I was like, three out of four of them are phenomenal guys. Yeah. Outstanding, upright citizens who gave a... They gave so many people chances. Mm-hmm. There's a big reason why the gangster films are such a big thing for Warner Brothers. Yeah. Because that was where they grew up. When everyone else was doing cutesy, twee little musicals, the yep. Warner Brothers were letting people do harder, harsher stories. They wanted them to do that. They, yep. they gave them money and said, I want to see these stories. And then, and then there's fucking the, Jack. And then there's that last Warner Bro. The worst one. The baby. The spoiled little baby. <laughs> I was thinking about Jack. And you guys gotta watch it. But the move that Jack made that S- killed his brother. Scumbag. It literally killed one of his brothers because they had a heart attack when they read about it. The next morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking. I was just like, you're horrible, dude. Yeah. And uh, Warner Brothers tanked after that, too. Because he... Couldn't. No, they, they had a slew of good CEOs. Yeah, I mean, well, when while well, Jack Warner was still around, it was a lot of 
old we've done this before yep. type films yep. because he w- was afraid of letting people innovate the entire thing that made yeah. Warner Brothers good in the first place. Yep. Now he wanted to stay safe because it helped line his pocket. But the moment the moment he gets removed mm-hmm. and you bring in someone who's not related to the family. Yeah. <laughs> you bring in the dawn of Some Tim Burton. Really good films. And the Batman. <laughs> lots of lots of good shit. <laughs> oh, there there is just so much information from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. James Cagney. Yep, yep, yep. Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. I was, and it's fascinating to hear it all. They kind of rush at the very end, kind of gloss over their not amazing recent history, which I understand. <laughs> yeah, when, uh, I, what is his name? Which him? The current CEO. <laughs> oh, Zaslov. Zaslov? Yeah. Okay. When you see him, it, he starts out the whole thing. Yeah. Very he's standing there in his office next to the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. From the same movie, right? Yes. yes. He's the most awkward motherfucker I've ever seen. Yeah, he doesn't look like a charismatic chairman of a multi-billion-dollar company. I would say <laughs> he's got the face of Stephen Hawking, but not in an appropriate way. You know what I mean? No, that just sounded kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, kind but of ableist. <laughs> I'm not trying to hit down on Hawking. It's just his mannerisms didn't match what he was supposed to be conveying does that make sense i guess so he seemed like a a badly trained actor okay (laughs) sure i mean i was more paying attention to what he was saying than what he was doing but he's not saying he's like he's getting those he's not conveying his words i see what you're trying to say It, it it was like, he knows what he wants to say, but he doesn't know how to say it. Yes. I, I'm trying not to be absolutely rude about it, mm-hmm. but it was jarring. Yeah. To me, it was jarring. Mm-hmm. Now, when you watch all the other CEOs, the way they talk, and some of them are still alive, and they were yeah. talking about it just fine. Yeah. And I was like... It's really clear Zaslav does not deserve to be in that position. No, no. We're in this weird era where, because of that merger... Mm-hmm. That happened. One of the weird things that I thought about this documentary, they don't go into Cartoon Network too much. No, they don't. They they barely touch on Looney Tunes, but it's like a brief passing thing. And that's the only part of their animated works that they talk about. Yep. They, they mention Cartoon Network. They mention Adult Swim one time. Yeah. Uh, the TNT, the, 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 the Turner acquisition... Where they got HBO and TNT. Yeah, they they mentioned the Arrowverse, but that's the only CW thing. They, they don't they talk, talk about, about the CW. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, why did you just gloss over all this? Because there's a ton of content there. I understand. I think they wanted to focus on the film aspect of Warner Brothers, but yeah, I was like, you can, this could have easily been t- two more hours. <laughs> yeah, you could have expanded it. And you and I felt the same at the end. We were like. This should have been bigger. Yeah, should have been more. But, well... It's still worth watching all of it. It is still a lot of fun. Four hours, which is uh, chunky, but it's worth it if you can get through it. <laughs> Especially if you really love just behind-the-scenes documentary stuff about films and whatnot. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, yeah. We watched 
The Evil Dead. This is all you, baby. Oh my god. So I've been like wanting to watch it for a while now. I wanted to watch through the whole thing. And we watched it, and I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought about rewatching it yesterday. <laughs> we watched the original one. Yes. With Sam Raimi. The original original. His first film with Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell as Ash. Yep, yep, yep. Before Ash gets a chainsaw hand. Yeah, he doesn't get he doesn't lose his hand at the end of this one. Yep. He's he's it's just a straight up horror and it's really smart. Everything's and, nearly practical. Yes, which makes it look even better. There's a lot of something I was thinking about. It's great that a lot of the scares doesn't come from jump scares. Mm -hmm. It comes from mounting tension. Like you can tell something is coming and you're just waiting, hoping the character can either fight it off or escape this threat before it reaches them. Yep. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was so much fun. Really cool stuff. <laughs> Incredibly gory. Yeah, that was part of the fun of it. Uh, the practicality helps with that. Mm -hmm. It's very unnecessary to watch someone take a dull point of a pencil and drag Ooh. it through someone's ankle. Ooh. It's all prosthetics. <laughs> you can tell. Like, it looks like rubber. It does, but it's also still so gory. Uh, at one point, they shoot the deadite in the basement through the head, and you can see through its head. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's blood leaking out of the walls. Yep, lots of... There's a whole section where there's just blood everywhere yep. and poor ash is just getting like coated in it <laughs> yep. uh he's not the hero no the way i described him was he's not the cool badass hero man that you come to expect from ash he is instead the guy who regularly gets thrown into large pieces of furniture and then it gets stuck underneath them yep <laughs> and it's an hour and a half long yeah which is impressive for their low budget. <laughs> and if you guys have never seen it, I do recommend it. Just know it's a horror film, mm -hmm. so there's going to be some bloods and stuff. Some gore and whatever. But there is one scene that I feel like is unnecessary. Uh, yeah, but like you don't see anything. Yes, it leaves it to your imagination, but it's pretty clear what's happening. Yeah, it's it's early on. <laughs> it's rated NC-17 because of that scene. Uh-huh. Um... Again, I don't think it's necessary, but once you're past it, you can move on. Damn thing is a fucking roller coaster. It's great. It's you sit in the seat, you're there at the cabin with them, mm -hmm. and you begin. I like how there's no, there's no sitting there floundering like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe we should get out of here. Oh, I just don't understand what's going. Like a lot of like that worthless dialogue that tends to just fill up. Yep. other movies that yep. are in a same, similar vein. It's, it very quickly gets to it, and they very quickly understand what's happening, and they don't like it, but they're not suddenly going like, I just don't understand what's happening. What do we do? <laughs> so I was sitting there the other day after we watched it, mm -hmm. and I was looking at the upcoming films, and I saw The Nun 2 oh. is coming out this year. Great. And I was like, the first one was so bad. It was awful. I can't believe you're going to make the... You know what? If we're going to do an untune, let's do La Llorona Dos. <laughs> Not only The Nun was awful, but everything from The Conjuring verse has been fucking lousy of, mm -hmm. of late. Who wants this? Who's paying for it? It better not be James Wan. <laughs> it's Warner Brothers. Ugh. If couldn't help but notice they skipped over that part in their 100-year documentary. <laughs> yeah, they skipped a lot of that. Yep. 
But here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the 1970s. Yeah. I think it cost 200000 to make that one. Yeah. No reshots. Yeah. Everything done right there in the moment. Mm-hmm. And probably like a week out there in the cabin. I was wondering about that. I, I was like, I wonder if filming was even just a few days, maybe. Yeah, it was. And uh, I was wondering what was the last shot that they filmed. And I theorize it's the shot where there's like a branch from a tree that falls through a window. And I assume it's that one because throughout the rest of the movie, I didn't see a broken window. <laughs> Did you notice that the car that Ash used mm-hmm. to get there and get back? Yeah. Is the one that Uncle Ben uses in Spider-Man? Yeah, because it's in all of Sam Raimi's movies. Okay, it's also in mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I, I knew thought that. it was cute. I knew that. <laughs> I thought it was really cute that they it is kept a, their Chevy. It is a cute their thing. Chevelle. It says a horrible Dijon yellow color. <laughs> it's okay. It stands out. It sure does. <laughs> you can tell it was definitely just Sam Raimi's actual car. <laughs> I don't think it was his. I think it was his brother. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't go out and find the perfect car. They just used the car they had available. Yeah, that's all they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those tracking shots where you get the POV of the demon. Yeah. They literally took a $1,000 camera, strapped it to a bicycle. Yeah. And then rode it through the fucking forest. Yeah, they could have very easily... They ate shit many times. They could have really easily destroyed that camera. And yep. it's a miracle they didn't, because it's not like they, they destroyed themselves. They just get another one. <laughs> yeah, you don't, especially out there. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking, if this is a Warner Bros. film, mm-hmm. and this is the 70s, and these are kids who have basically no chance of ever making it, mm-hmm. and then you got the nun from the 2010s, yeah, who already has all the budget yes. and all the information and knowledge that has ever been made yes. since the making of them, mm-hmm. why is the nun so fucking bad god i feel like people have just why are horror movies so bad compared to this one they've just lost what makes horror good and fun they just fill up it's incredible screams and jump scares instead of like actual mounting tension or fascinating shots or interesting dilemmas to deal with (laughs) and fucking sound design yes that was the major part of that movie yes especially early on but like you can tell, there's all there's, you can tell when the budget was more allocated in one direction versus another, and sound design was one of the ones that they really went all out with for the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and it's so good. <laughs> it fills in all the blank spaces. Whether it's like an eerie score as they're approaching the house, or a perfectly timed sound effect. Yep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, good stuff. <laughs> the the. The director of photography, he gets some really crazy good shots, mm-hmm. whether they're super close up or they're like over the top where like keys get stuck in the door and they're trying to pull out the keys to open up the door. Yeah. Cause you see the shot before where, um, and they, he set that up that, that takes yeah. actual intelligence and thinking forward. I liked the thing with Ash and his girlfriend where they were doing like this little game where he had like a box with a necklace in it and he had his eyes closed pretending like he was asleep but she knew he wasn't and they had this little game where they were like looking at each other trying to see if they she could see him with his eyes open 
And then at the end, when she was a deadite, she was pretending to be dead. And as he's digging her grave, they were doing that. But now for reals, she's trying to make sure she doesn't see that she's alive still. So she can still try to kill him. I thought that was clever. That was a cool duality. I liked that. Because <laughs> I was like, that was a weird little thing that they did. But whatever, couples have quirks. And then it came back later. I'm like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun with that couple. Yeah. Because you know what? Huh. The second one expands heavily upon it. Woo! I mean, like, an hour. I'm excited. <laughs> and it's so much fun. Yay. Okay. Uh, I think that's everything that you guys should know about reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, we obviously didn't see Spider-Man. Uh, do you want to talk about box office numbers real quick? Nah, you guys are done. <laughs> just get out of here. I mean, I'm just we, kidding. Box office trolls, let's do this. Box office trolls, we know what's number one. It's, unsurprisingly, it's Spider-Man. And it's going to stay Spider-Man for a while. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, even with The Flash coming out this next week, it is, <sighs> it's not you going... You think The Flash is going to stop him? God, no. I don't even think it'll be... Like, at best, they, it'll be top three, but... <laughs> they had to put in two or something Batmans into this movie mm -hmm. to make it even oddly appealing. And it's still not. <laughs> There's also multiple other superheroes in this movie yeah, cause that it can't, you're not seeing. It can't just be the Flash movie. There's I mean, it's no just way. called Flash. <laughs> Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse coming in, number one, mm -hmm. 120 mil. Woo, hooray! <laughs> First week. Sucking that. Little Mermaid. Number two. Yep. Marketing for this movie mm -hmm. has ramped up. I've seen less. I've seen more. I've seen nothing lately. <laughs> I saw a shampoo product for it. What? Oh, you know what? I did see that. And I was like, that is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. I did appreciate it. Because also, like, Ocean Breeze is such a natural shampoo yep. flavor. And they have <laughs> a black actress yep, yep. doing it, and she's a black mermaid. And I was like, I love this. Yep, I love yep. all of this. Made this is amazing. Made sense. <laughs> and I I don't know why they made Ariel Black other than that. Yeah. Maybe it's her but, personality. But it doesn't affect my feelings towards the character. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really interesting. And the marketing, way to go, guys. Yeah. Just knocking it out of the park. Be more inclusive. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and <laughs> Dog sneezes. <laughs> Um, total for two weeks, 186 million. Yeah. Spider-Man's going to surpass you really quick here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, The Boogeyman, which is a Steven Spielberg movie. No, um, Stephen King. Oh, Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it's a Disney movie. 12 mil. I've barely heard anything about this. I only saw trailers for it this week. Really? Yeah. I had not heard of it before now. <laughs> yeah, it... It's not doing good in the reviews. Stephen King's all of his latest shit has not been doing good. And they want to do more. I know. <laughs> like Mike Flanagan, which I love Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, dude, do what you want to do. Do everything. <laughs> Apparently wants to do Dark Tower. I feel like if anyone could, he could. But I'm also at the point now where I'm like, I don't even know if you could do the Dark Tower. It's so weird. He didn't really have an idea when he was making the Dark Tower. He just kind of like winged it yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Oh, jeez. We get hey God, it. <laughs> are you okay? Oh, oh, you woke up? Oh, you he looks like a goblin. He is a goblin. Look at his ears. He's our little, he's our little baby goblin dog. He's so cute. You, you, you. 
Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Woo, five weeks strong. Fast X. <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers movie. Nine weeks in, and you can watch it streaming now. <laughs> it's not a coffee break podcast if there's not a dog making noises. <laughs> I guess. About my father. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, the Machine. Burt Kreischer's new movie with uh, Luke Skywalker. Yes, yeah, still in the top ten, amazingly. So, the reviews are horrific. I figured. <laughs> the people who have watched it, uh -huh. who are, I've only heard from comedic fans, mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. So I was like, I guess I will like it, because I like comedy. I kind of assumed this wasn't going to be for everybody. <laughs> no. Comedy films from Neverwhere, right? Mm -hmm. You Hurt My Feelings. I have no idea what that even is. Oh, it's A24. Yep. <laughs> Number 10, Kandahar. Uh, Obviously Bollywood again. Okay. Number 11, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. This was a thing that film. inspired us to start this Evil Dead journey. <laughs> you know, seven I, weeks in and still in the top 11, that's not bad. I wanted to bring this to everyone's attention. Hmm. I saw it earlier. Is it everything, everywhere, all at once? No. Still? <laughs> is this still in there? I don't know. I don't Why think so. Why is Ant-Man still in there? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. Number 26. Love Again. Oh, yeah. I really want to watch this movie. It's going to be such a good, bad movie. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. There's no reason for any one of you in film school to not take this concept mm -hmm. and make it a horror film. Yeah, do it. Run with it. Go and now. <laughs> do it for your editing projects. <laughs> you're going to subvert everybody's feelings, mm -hmm. and they're all going to be like, no, that was the correct way to do that. Yeah. So go enjoy that. I just want to see how bad of a story. It doesn't make sense. It's going to make so many leaps. Don't you love me because I have your dead boyfriend's bro <laughs> phone, phone number? number? <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? I've been literally stalking you this whole time. And you don't know I exist. But let's fall in love. I saw... <laughs> then you'll forgive me. <laughs> I saw My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 is coming out soon. Really? And I was like... How many I never big fat two. Greek weddings can there be? <laughs> you only need to watch the first one. The first one's great. The second one, horrible. There's no way the third one's even worth it. So, that was Coffee Break. That was Coffee Break. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, bye. <laughs> bye.